celebrate your successes along the way. And, you know, if you've, if you cleared out a whole bin and you've sorted through them and you've thrown out the duplicates and the blurries and the ones you can't remember, or, you know, you go on vacation and you take 40 pictures of the Grand Canyon, we really only need a few. <laughs> um, and then celebrate. But yes, I did it. Another day, another task, think fast with a whole nother mission complete. Successfulish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions to see. I'm successfulish. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieved. Successfulish. Lose a stack, get it back, reinvest, hope, wait, then I roll up my sleeve. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Successfulish. I'm Sarah Michelle, and today I'm excited to chat with my good friend Karen Osborne, who is the CEO of Memory Lane Photo. She started creating scrapbooks and photo albums when she was just 12 years old and has been dubbed the family photo historian by her mother and sister. And as a certified photo manager, Karen helps individuals to assist them with organizing their printed and digital photos digitizing paper photos and creating custom family history and special occasion photo books. And these books are not your typical photo albums. They're absolutely gorgeous. And Karen is committed to serving her clients with compassion and understanding and providing excellent customer service. She recently moved to Chapel Hill, North Carolina after living in Connecticut for 44 years. And most recently, Karen has served as the managing director for the Polka Dot Powerhouse, Norwich, Connecticut chapter, a women's connection group. She was a member of the Willimantic, Connecticut chapter of the Seroptimist International, where she served as a vice president and co-chair for their annual charity ball for two years. She has been the conference coordinator for the photo managers annual conferences for nine years, and she is currently a member of... NAPO and WIN, Women in Networking, local chapters in North Carolina. Just slightly busy. Um, and in her spare time, if there is any, uh, Karen enjoys creating her own photo books, gardening, needle crafts, walking, traveling, and spending time with her grandkids. So, Karen, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you, Sarah. And I, one thing that I love about Karen, and just about your personality is that you have such a, a chill, calm demeanor while also still being really smart and competent and having excellent leadership. And Karen was one of the first people that I met when I moved to Connecticut and I didn't know anyone. And the first time we met, it was such a, just a quiet, calm, peaceful introduction and I didn't really think much of it. And then you introduced me to, I think, every person who lives in Connecticut because you know <laughs> everyone and you're so well connected. Um, and we have had just a really great friendship since. And I have been thinking about you a lot over these last few weeks because I took on my own photo memory project of digging back through childhood photos um, I know that's something that we have in common, and we'll talk a little bit about creating different photo memories. But before we jump into our conversation, what is something that you have failed at this week? What are you figuring out? Okay, so actually, it's the past couple of weeks, I've failed at my, I guess you call it time management, task management, because 
even though I moved down to North Carolina back in August, I moved into my new house four weeks ago. And it, it threw all my schedules and my plans just out the window. As much as I tried to plan stuff and schedule stuff, it, you know, between the shopping for different things that I need for the house, looking to adopt a dog, everything has just like gone out the window. <laughs> but I know it'll, I'll catch up and all will be good. <laughs> yeah, that is always kind of a fun challenge of trying to create a fresh life or a new life while also keeping up the pace of the life that we already have going on. Um, that's always a fun challenge. And I'm so excited to see pictures of your new fur babe once they join the family. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into the world of photo organizing and preserving memories and creating these photo books. Um, just tell us a little bit about who you are and how you became who you are. Okay, so um I've always had a strong sense of family before, because for about a year and a half when I was in, I guess, elementary, middle school, we lived with my grandparents. And <clears throat> growing up, raised in the Jewish tradition, we were raised meals. Holiday meals were a big thing, whether it was or, you know, for one of the Jewish holidays or one of the secular holidays. The whole family got together and I had a lot of older cousins. They were really my, my mom's first cousins. And I would sit around listening to their stories. And I just loved hearing their stories. And as a young child, I started collecting and creating scrapbook albums. And originally I started the really old fashioned traditional kind where you collected matchbox matchbooks and playbills and plane tickets and train tickets and all those kind of things. And then I eventually branched out into photos and I would sit in my, my room and I would create photo albums and I would write little stories to go along with them. And as the years went on, I just kept doing that. <clears throat> and actually when I, um, when I got married the first time, for my then fiance, I created him a scrapbook album out of construction paper. <laughs> um, because I was in college, I didn't have access to anything. Um, we weren't in the scrapbooking craze that we are now. And I gave that to him as a, as a present. And I just kept doing those photo albums. And every time we went on a trip, I created a special photo book or scrapbook album. And then at one point, let's see, it was in the um, late 1990s. I was living out in Portland, Oregon. I was out there for about a year and a half. And my daughter came to visit from college and we went skiing. It was February or March, I forget. And one day we couldn't ski because the conditions were horrible. So we started walking around town and she found a store that sell, sold paper. She says, oh, I want to go in here. I like, I love getting decorative paper to write letters to people because this was before the internet and email and all that kind of stuff. And there was in the back of the store, all these scrapbooking supplies. And I said to the woman, I says, oh, I live in Portland. 
I wish there was a store like this up there. And she says, oh, there is. We have a sister store. <laughs> so I, as soon as I got back, the first opportunity, I went to that store and I signed up for some classes. And then I eventually moved back to Connecticut and found someone who was a creative memories consultant. And I started going to workshops uh, that she was doing. And then I said, wait a minute, I can do this. I love creating these scrapbook albums. It'd be fun to start a little business and teach people how to do it. So for about 10 years, I did that part-time. I was holding workshops and classes and weekend retreats and stuff like that. And then a good friend of mine who was also into scrapbooking, she started the original Association of Personal Photo Organizers, which is now the Photo Managers. And she discovered that, wait a minute, people don't want to do it themselves, but they'll pay someone to do it for them. <laughs> I said, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so I created my business. And again, I was doing it part-time, but I was really enjoying it. And I would you know, have a few clients every year, but nothing big. And then my day job got super crazy stressful. And I said to my um, then husband, um, I said to myself, I can't do this anymore. I'm stressed out. I said, I want to retire from the corporate world and work full time as a photo organizer. And he said, go for it. He said, you need to do that because you're driving me crazy. <laughs> so um, a little over three years ago, I retired from the corporate world and made the uh, photo organizing my full-time gig. That's what I do. And I love it. I love seeing the, um, the joy on the faces of my clients when I've completed doing the organizing, when I've created the photo books for them. It's, it's just so much fun. I get so much joy and satisfaction out of helping people because I'm helping them preserve their story, their legacy. That's awesome. And I can vouch for that. That joy is just contagious. Every time you talk about a photo book or talk about preserving photos, um, it's just infectious. And you have a lot of really good tips and insights that have made me think about photos when you talk about the just the crazy amount of photos that we can end up with that are unorganized. And all those photos are sitting in shoeboxes in a basement or, you know, they're they're getting damaged in really old albums or, um, you know, there's 50,000 copies of almost the exact same photo on my <laughs> phone of, you know, my dog in a slightly different sleeping position. We have all these photos and how often are we actually looking at them and enjoying them and um, just about a month ago, I decided to go through all my old photos and try to document some kind of photo memory from every year of my life to celebrate my birthday. And I thought of you because the ones that made it so easy were the photos that had been digitized in a nice little book. They were nice and neatly organized. I knew exactly what year to go to. I had a little snapshot of what was going on in each photo and it did make it so much easier. And I think something to think about too is when we want to enjoy our photos, we want to think about passing those on so that other people can look at the photos and enjoy them as well. So when you're 
looking at just kind of a clutter of photos, how do you approach the idea of organizing those photos? How do you even get started? Okay, so what I do, first of all, I ask the client what their ultimate goal is. You know, do they, do they want to do it because they want to create books? Do they want to do it because they want to have them organized to be able to look at them better? Do they want to be able to share them with other family members? What, what is their goal? So we establish that first. And then how is it that they want to be able to retrieve their photos? Because you can organize them any which way you want, by date, by subject, by date, and then subject. Um, so there's so many different ways, and everybody wants to do it differently. I think chronologically. So I like to have my photos organized chronologically, but then I'll put subjects with them. Uh, some people would prefer just subjects, you know, so-and-so's birthday. So this is our vacation to Alaska or something like that, or so-and-so's elementary school years. Um, and so we, we try to, I try to get that information out of them first. And then we sit down and we um, actually write out the categories, but I also work with them to create a timeline because even though these you know, you go through the folders or envelopes of printed photos, you might throw out the original envelope that they came in, but the small envelope doesn't have any dates. And you don't always have dates printed on the photo. And even if you do, it'll be the date it was developed, not the date it was taken. I mean, nowadays in the digital world, if you wanna print a digital photo, it'll usually have that date printed on the back of the photo. So, you know, you might have gone on vacation in June, but not got the photos developed until September. And that's the date. So it helps to create a family timeline. And then the other thing I tell my clients is it might look overwhelming, but you can only eat an elephant one bite at a time. So start just with one box, one bin, whatever. And I equate it to shuffling cards. <laughs> you know, you, you spread them out and you might start with a high level sort and then refine it later on. Um, and it's, you know, you, it's taking you a lifetime to accumulate all those photos. You're not going to get them all done in one sitting. And, and that's, you know, setting it up as a project. I used to be, that's what I did. I was a project manager. Um, you know, you start and you do it a little bit at a time and then celebrate your successes along the way. <laughs> you know, if you've, if you cleared out a whole bin and you've sorted through them and you've thrown out the duplicates and the blurries and the ones you can't remember, or, you know, you go on vacation and you take 40 pictures of the Grand Canyon, we really only need a few. <laughs> um, and then celebrate. Yes, I did it. Yes. <laughs> and then go on to, to the next batch. Um, it's, it's, it's a process, but as you, as you said that what you've done, it's rewarding when it's, when you're all done. And I just want to relate a, a little anecdote. Uh, my granddaughter who's in first grade comes here twice a week so I can help her with her remote school. 
And yesterday when we were done, before she went off to her dance classes, she asked me, she said, what can we do now? And I said, do you want to look at some pictures? And she's, cause I had just unpacked all my scrapbook albums. And so she started pulling them out and she'd sit there on the couch and she was going through them. Who's this? Where were you? I mean, she was just having a wonderful time, especially when I pulled out the book of her as a baby that she hadn't seen before. And so it's, it's, it's fun to be able to share those memories with people. It is. And I, I think it's a good way for us to be able to sort of capture who we are as well. I found mm-hmm. that with having photo albums, it is cool for me as a as a kid to go through my parents' photos and to see what they were like when they were younger. It gives me a glimpse into that life or even to see pictures of myself as a kid yeah. and to remember things that I wouldn't have remembered. You know, I might not remember renovations that were done when I was busy staying with grandma and grandpa, or I might not remember certain memories. And it starts to contextualize our life story. And I've also found that I have shared certain photos um, in romantic relationships. I think it's very helpful for the other person to get Mm -hmm. a better history and context of who you are. And that's a really fun way to bond but what I love about working with someone like you who is loves doing this and is skilled at this, it's not just that you are taking over the piece of the photo organization, which is kind of a beast in, a, in and of itself. It's that you bring that project management aspect to it. And I think sometimes we, we underestimate the, the amount of brain power that goes into project management. and going through our own photos can be extremely emotional. You want to stop at every single photo. And now, you know, now you're sad. So you need to cry and now you're happy. So you need to laugh. And that is a lot of feels going through a photo album. And so sometimes having a project manager, an objective person can be really helpful in more objectively going through the photos and sort of staying on task and getting it organized because I think a lot of times that's why we abandon those projects. We get started and then we think, oh, I do not have the space to deal with this amount of emotion. I will get to this later. What does that process look like for you of working with clients and helping them walk through all of those memories in a respectful but also efficient way? Well, it's true. What I do is I sit there and I sort of just guide them through the process. But if it gets to a point where they look at a photo or a group of photos and they start reminiscing, I'll write down what, you know, not everything they're saying, but I'll take some notes, I'll put it on an index card and I'll save it with the group of photos. Or we'll write down the name of the person or people or where they were um, either on an index card, or if you're gonna write it on the back of a photo, make sure you're using an archival safe (laughs) pencil. Don't use a pen because it embosses through. Um, But yeah, I say, okay, let's keep moving. Let's, you know, I I try to do it in a very respectful way. A lot of times too lately, I've had clients that what I do is I go over, excuse me, I'll spend, a couple of hours with them, getting them started, showing them the process, bringing them all the tools that they need. And then 
they continue on their own without me. But every couple of weeks, I touch base with them. I ask them how things are going, um, if they need any help, if they have any questions, that kind of stuff. Because especially lately with the pandemic, everybody doesn't want you coming to their house every two weeks. Um, and that's, that's worked really well because people know they have accountability to someone and that I'm going to be, <laughs> I always used to say when I was a project manager, I'm going to be your favorite pest. <laughs> and they know that I'm going to be checking up on them and it, it helps, it helps them along. But the, the two hours that I do spend with them, they see the results you know, they might have had this whole bin and now we've got one small shoebox full of organized photos. And it gives them an incentive to keep to keep moving. Do you ever I'm sure you must work with clients who have a, a fear of losing memories. I know I, I tend to be a photo hoarder. Mm -hmm. And if I have 20 photos that are similar, but they're all slightly different. I kind of want to hang on to all of them because I don't know, I might want these memories 20 years from now. And the reality is that I probably am not going to look back at half the photos that are in my camera or that are in my film. I'm not necessarily going to look at all of these. So how can we navigate that, um, that aspect of being a little bit of a photo pack rat while still <laughs> honoring the memories that we have what is the best way for us to still feel like we can hold on to the memories we want to hold on to without feeling that panic of physically letting them go yes well i'm, I'm gonna um say a quote from this woman barbara hemphill she is the founder of the productive environment institute and her saying is clutter is postponed decisions so she was originally coined that phrase referring to paper clutter, office productivity. But it also is the same thing with photos. If you just keep them forever, it's a postponed decision. And you have to think about the fact, okay, five years from now, 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now, am I going to really care about this photo? It's, you know, if you, it, and again, it's a personal decision. I can't tell you what to keep and what not to keep. But just think about the, the cost from a time and energy perspective to maintain those photos. And, and what I say to some of my older clients that have children, think about not only from your perspective, but from their perspective. Is this photo going to be meaningful to them after you're gone? Um, so I, I've had to go through that process too, because years ago when I traveled, all I took was, I took tons of scenery pictures and I was going through my old photo albums and it was like very few people and all scenery. And I said, well, if somebody wants to see the volcano in Hawaii erupting, they can Google it and they can see it. So maybe one photo is nice to keep because it's pretty and it shows that, yes, I was there and I saw it. But um, what what is interesting is that my way of taking photos has changed over the years. And if 
I try to make sure that there's a person in the photo when I'm taking some scenery pictures that I really like, because I'll keep the photo with the person over the photo that's just scenery. As, as another example, uh, three years ago, when my daughter was living in Arizona, my husband and I went out to visit and they were living north of Phoenix, between Phoenix and um, Flagstaff. And we took an overnight trip to the Grand Canyon, my husband and I. And I, you know, the two of us did the same thing. We're taking snapshots of all these beautiful photos of the Grand Canyon, as everyone knows, it's gorgeous. But then we went to the geology museum there, and <clears throat> that canyon is what, five million <clears throat> years old or something like that? Excuse me. <clears throat> So I came home and I looked at <clears throat> my photo album from when I was in college. When my sister and I went cross country and we stopped at the Grand Canyon. I had the exact same photo. <laughs> <clears throat> so I said, all right, no, I don't need to keep all these, you know, just the special ones. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's personal. Yes, it's tough. Whether it's photos or anything else, that you collect because basically your photos are a collection of your memories. Yeah, um, it is fun to see different people's styles. I know I can see that in my family really clearly. Everyone in my family has something different that we fixate on with photos. And often um, my dad and I particularly could not travel more opposite where he just loves these photos of architecture and he loves the candid photos where all of our faces are in really unflattering, weird positions <laughs> because he feels like that's more authentic and unposed. Yeah. Um, but if I want to look at architecture, I'm going to buy a postcard that doesn't have <laughs> hundreds of strange people walking around in it. And I'm never going to appreciate the photo of, you know, me being mid-chew. Um, and similarly, I'll take a ton of photos. Mine are mostly of plants or landscaping or nature that he's mm -hmm. never going to look at. And it is kind of fun to see even how the style stays the same through the years. I was going back through my physical albums and I found a trip binder from when I went to Canada with my grandma and I was 13. And that was back in the day before cell phone pictures. So you just had to take your pictures and hope they turned out pretty. And you just didn't yeah. really know until you got it developed months later. And I have an entire album that I know was pared down. I know I threw away at least 60% of those photos, but it is all zoomed in photos of various plants in the Rose Garden in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was hilarious that I have an entire book of that because that is still most of my camera roll is random pictures of plants and nature that only I care about. And that is something I love that you create the digitized photo books, because that is such a great way to pick and choose photos that tell a story in a very high level way that everyone would appreciate. And then I can keep the photos that only mean something to me. And that's easy enough to dispose of if no one else cares about them. So I do think that that is a, an important thing to be able to think about of what story do you want to leave behind? What photos are really important to you? How do you want to tell that story? 
And to be able to organize in the way of what are your goals? Are your goals for you to enjoy your photos? Or your joy, is your goal to share those photos? Um, and those photo books are so cool because that is such a neat gift for all kinds of occasions. And I know you've done some really beautiful ones to document weddings and anniversaries and sports camps and family reunions. I mean, do you have a, do you have a favorite photo book or a favorite scrapbook that you've put together in the past? Well, um, first of all, before I get to that, I wanted to uh, make a comment about your photos of the rose garden or, you know, flowers or whatever. I, I used to be fanatical about taking pictures of sunsets. Mm. And what I decided to do one year is I created a calendar of sunsets. So that's another way that you can preserve those special photos. Or you could just make a book for yourself of those special photos. Um, but anyway, so your question was on um, my a favorite album. Yes, um, my grandmother, my mother's mother, um, when she was about, I don't know, 88, 89, something like that. She she couldn't stay in her condo by herself, so she moved into assisted living facility. And my mom gave me all of her photo albums. It, there weren't a lot, but a whole bunch of them. And I pulled them apart and I created a book of my grandmother's history. And this was this was not a digital book. It was back when I was still doing the traditional paper scrapbook albums. And it was nice. A lot of them were annotated on the back. So I added that information into the book. And then I, I gave it to her. She had it, she had it with her uh, a couple of years later when she went into hospice care. And the nurse said that she would sit there on a daily basis and go through the book with her and it would bring a smile to my grandmother's face. And then after my grandmother passed, we went to Boston for the funeral. And afterwards, you know, the family members got together for lunch and I brought out the book and it was so fun to watch some of these you know, older cousins and aunts and uncles look at the book and say, oh my gosh, I remember that. I remember that. And they also helped me fill in the blanks on some of the information that I didn't have. So that, I treasure that, that book. And what I've done is I've actually digitized that book so that I can preserve it no matter what. But it's just, that's, I think that's one of my favorite books because it it's part of my history and um I think it meant a lot to my grandmother when I created it for her I love that and that that is such a cool thing to be able to hear different people's memories and stories about events and photos and to pull all the different perspectives together and one thing that I never thought about growing up in Southern California where we don't really have weather <laughs> I never thought about how weather or storage might affect photos. And that mm. is something I know in New England, I know where you're at in the South, it gets very humid. Um, some things we don't think about might be the winter being really dry or summer being really humid. 
what are some things that we should think about in terms of storing our photos where we might accidentally be damaging some of these memories? Well, um, obviously you want, you want to keep them in, you, excuse me, you want to keep the photos in a climate controlled location. Even in Southern California, when it really gets hot, that could be damaging to the photos as well. So climate control, you don't want to keep them in an attic. You don't want to keep them in a basement. You don't want to keep them in a garage. Somewhere in the house is the best solution. And you want to make sure that they're in archival safe containers, whether it's a box or an album. But the best thing is to get them digitized because that will preserve them the longest and it'll um, save them in an event of some kind of a disaster, like what happened in California last year with the fires or what happened with floods. If they're digitized, they will be preserved forever. And you can always reprint stuff if you want to. So that's what I recommend to all my clients as we're going through the organization process is even if you don't want to create a book, the best thing you can do after we've got them organized is to digitize them. Now, you can, it doesn't mean you don't keep your printed photos. You know, certainly I'm not going to tell you to throw them away. That's your choice. But um, when they're digitized, they're, you know, they're safe, they're secure, and they're shareable too with family and friends that way. So that's... Um, the best way to preserve them is to digitize them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And for everyone who is listening and is now thinking about that box of photos that they haven't thought about in a while and now have that little pestering thought <laughs> in their head that maybe they should, um, where do we start? What is one place that we can start to be a little bit more successful in preserving our photo memories? Um. Well, first of all, um, when, when you find that box and you want to do something with it, start going through and, and identify, pull out the photos that you know you want to keep. And Kathy Nelson, who is the founder of the photo manager, she, she coined this phrase called the ABCs of photo organizing. So A are the photos that you want to keep and you know you might want to put them into an album. So A stands for album. B stands for backup and box. They're the photos that you want to keep and that you're going to put into an archival safe box and you're going to back up by digitizing them. C is trash can. These are the ones you're going to throw away. And I always tell everybody, yes, it's okay to throw them away. Um, they are not recyclable though. One of the things you have to know is the um, chemicals that were used in developing the photos. Um, it's, it's not recyclable, if, so you can't recycle your old photos, but you can throw them away. And then S stands for the story, capture the information about the photo, the who, the when, the where, the what, and you know, tell, the, tell the story. And I tell people, you know, just, and it, you know, you sit in front of a TV, you can do this, you know, it, while you're just sitting around, um, weather gets nice, you can sit out in the back porch and do it. Um, do it with a family member. Do it with a, a sister, a brother, 
a grandchild, a child, um, make it a fun family activity and just go through it a little bit at a time. Love that. Well, Karen, thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your insights. And uh, I will drop links if for anyone who is looking for tips on photo organizing, Karen has some really awesome tips and tricks and insights on her <laughs> website. And if you have thoughts, questions, comments um, about your memories and photos, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at embracetheish at gmail.com or hang out with us online at SuccessfulIsh.com or Facebook, Instagram at Embrace the Ish. Success and failure, none of opposite ends. Curveball hits, gotta know what it been. The attitude will affect destination. And if you determines when you're gonna make it. Live between successes, makes life rich. Live in every moment, successful-ish. Live between successes, makes life rich. Live in every moment, successful-ish. Hey, successful another day, another task, think fast with a whole nother mission complete. I'm successful-ish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions to see. I'm successful -ish. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successful-ish. Lose a stack, get it back. Reinvest hope with then I roll up my sleeve. Successfulish. Another day, another task. Think fast with a whole nother mission complete. Successfulish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions to see. I'm successfulish. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successfulish. Lose a stack, get it back. Reinvest hope with then I roll up my sleeve. Hey. All this weight on my arms need both flex. In this race, but behind need most steps. Had to show the learning curve, hope I don't crash. Hit your nerves when reserves got low cash. When I fail, realize that it won't last. You made it through in the past, just look. Back, successful list. You can see how a contrast fails and wins. Use the past and the bounce back. You can never win if you never go and do it. Failure is a hard road, rarely ever cruising. Embracing all my wins with a handful of losing. Expect the drought season when the plan's going fluent. I can never really fail. It's all how you view it. It's all a lesson, just depends how you use it. Get all the data and keep it all exclusive. Never ending journey and the growth is therapeutic. My identity is not in what you see. I am the better me. Mistakes others make, I see. Have a teacher me. Compare yourself to others is an insult to tragedy. We will make unique, gotta use again collectively. Broke down my goals in a few looks. Awesome. Can't take them back cause you already spoke them Easily regressive, you don't stay focused Focus, live between success every moment Successfully, another day, another task Think fast with a whole nother mission complete I'm successfulish. pick up the weight Press on and act on the visions to see I'm successfully, sit back and bask In the glory of all the goals I achieve Successfulish. lose a stack, get it back Reinvest, hope with, then I roll up my sleeve I'm successfully, another day, another task Think fast with a whole nother mission complete Successfulish. pick up the weight Press on and act on the visions to see I'm successfulish. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieved. Successfully. Lose a stack, get it back, reinvest, hope with, then I roll up my sleeve.